Good morning, dear sister. Welcome to Pop Apologists. Chandler, I am so excited to be gathered with you here today on our podcast because, first of all, I never can talk to you. If we didn't have this podcast together, I would hear from you once a month. We've been talking more. I feel like we have been talking solid effort. But Chandler is literally might as well be the president of the United States compared to everyone else on our group threads. We chat with, we literally everyone. I uh, go ahead. What? No, you go, please, please indict me. So we're on this 50 scissor sister thread. It's a really critical thread for my mental health um, where I can, you know, get out all my thoughts about Taylor Swift, which range from the truly chaotic to the truly bizarre. Yeah, that's on the, the, th- the range is just all crazy. There's no, <laughs> there's no moderate or normal. I need that open because I need the Wi-Fi. Hey, Kagan, I need that open because I need the Wi-Fi. I love how stern you went with him just now. Well, I'm going to lose my shit because... Turn me on I- a little bit. I, well, we are about to have sex after this episode is over. And that was the way I'm his boss in the bedroom, Chandler. (laughs) You know, it's funny, actually, speaking of which, I saw someone coming out of the subway with like a whip in their backpack. And my first, like, kind of like a, like a horse whip kind of sticking out of their backpack. And my first thought was like, we've got a dominatrix just coming off the subway, just another day, another dollar. Then I look down and I see that she's wearing like horse pants. And I'm like, oh, this person is actually working with horses. But that's just, it's just so funny that that's where my brain went. I was just like, you know, this city's amazing. There's employment for everyone. There's something for everyone. Well, that was a joke, Chandler, like what I said to Kagan. But I think where your mind went, that actually says a lot about your life with Ben. Oh my God. <laughs> Let's get back to the topic at hand. So anyway, Chandler wrote in the group thread after we had been discussing Taylor Swift and her strategy to get Cruel Summer to number one. There were many messages about this, discussions about the strategy. And Chandler's like, oh, (laughs) just breaks in. Did anyone catch that a Cruel Summer remix was dropped? Did anyone listen to this? And our friend Kyle's like, "Um, you are the person with the most going on, clearly. I think Kelsey said that. Or maybe Kelsey said that. But it's true. I have like several people I needed to respond to. I've been very busy and I apologize. And, you know, that's all I can say. Your key issue remains that you're too beloved Great. and you're on so many group threads and so many people That's talk to you every nice. day. That's really your problem. And you work. That's full time. That's really nice. It's your yeah. biggest problem. And I work full time. And like I just last week when I was so busy at work, I had no energy after work to like engage socially. I'd used up yeah. all my social batteries completely. I have several things to catch you up on that I have been waiting to tell you about. Okay. For the podcast. I've been saving it. Let's start with my injuries. All right. So this is going to start off like a virtue signal. I've been keeping this from the pod. Actually, maybe I've shared this. I've been getting into running, everybody. Okay. I want to be better than everybody else. I want to be able to get up and, you know, run a great distance. I want to be able to do this in my 50s and 60s. So I figured give me about 30, you know, 25 to 30 years to really get up to being able, you know, to be a person who runs. I'm giving myself a long runway. So on Sunday, I went for a a little bit of a longer run. And when I'm telling you, when I say longer run, I mean, I'm doing like, you know, sub an hour mm-hmm. doing like a 5k. That was like my longest run that I'd ever done. I did like three miles straight. Okay. It's very big for someone like me who used to literally walk half the mile in middle school. It was misery. I dreaded it with everything in my being. All right. Okay. I know you're a runner. So just please just spare me that whole time. I ran for like two years in high school. I have not run since. So the fact that that somehow is stuck in your mind as I'm a runner well, just brings me so much flattery. I so mean, thank you. I know you're not a runner now. I know you're like completely <laughs> out of shape, but you used to be able to like run four or five miles. Yeah. Like I used just get to up do and that go and you would do the daily beach trail. Mm-hmm. Okay. There it is. No, it was <laughs> I'm glad it's out of the way. But yeah, so you have had your running experience, but I've been That's getting true. into it. I actually, I even used this app called Couch to 5K to, to make sure that I was doing it slow and steady. All right, Lauren? Okay. So I Great. finished the Couch to 5K program on Sunday. All right. Finished it. I felt so proud oh my of myself. Gosh. I felt, literally felt so amazing. And this is like, like not to get all woo-woo, but I, I really felt like, wow, I like, I set out on a goal and I did it. And you know, and I want to continue this journey. So I'm like, I think I just want to go look at what like actual running shoes would be. You know, I've had the same shoes that I've been wearing, but I, I know that I should probably get, you know, like the real deal. Okay. Walk into the runner store. It's a simple, you know, five or six minute walk from my apartment. And I'm like, you know, Hey, I'm a novice runner, but I'm trying to get more into it. Like, can you point me in the direction of some shoes? First of all, he has me stand. He has me like step up and stand on this like mat thing. And I, first thing I say is, is this a scale? 
I'm like, are you about to weigh me? Am I about to get weighed in the store? Literally, like, like my guard goes up. My walls are up in the walls, in the words of Bethany. My walls are up. And he's like, he's like laughing. He's like, no, it's not a scale. But he's like, someone every single day literally asks that. Because well, you're like, that's probably because it looks like, like a scale. It looks like a scale. And I'm like, nothing is worse than being caught off guard by your own weight. That's toxic. <laughs> but everyone, a woman will understand what I mean. So I, he does the whole like diagnostic thing on my foot. Brings out a few boxes of shoes, Lauren. And this is where it gets really dark. I'm, I'm so, my stomach is I open up the right shoe now. box. I open up the shoe box, Lauren. And what I see are shack shoes. <laughs> okay so you're about to out all of the Bledsoe sisters on this podcast well right I've now. already added I've already I've already no 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 as being size it's nine only and a half me or because 10. don't even try with the nine and a half bullshit I mean I hate to say don't. it but I do have a nine and a half foot <laughs> Not yeah I'm sure I'm sure I've already outed myself as having a size 10 foot and having strong heavy foot dysmorphia this mm. man has brought me can I, I tell you what size shoe he brings me? Huge. No, I'm just kidding. The shoe <laughs> that he brings out is so big that I'm like, is this the sample size? Or is this like the, the floor <laughs> demo or something like for this shoe? Is this he the enlarged brought, says, version so people can see the groove literally, and design more clearly and as a display case? I feel like there should have been a warning that was like, product is not to scale. But no, this is the shoe he wants me to try on. He has brought me out a women's size 12 <laughs> and, and a men's size 10. <laughs> Okay, this guy belongs in prison. Like, I am ready. And I said to him, well, first, let me just say, there's nothing wrong with those shoe sizes. I think when you're used to your own shoe size, though, to then be told that you have to go up two sizes across a gender. Is, I think it's okay to wildly go out on a limb here, wrong. Chandler. I think that the body inclusivity police is probably not going to indict us too much. And we can just say that having a size 12 foot as a woman would be distinctly difficult. Okay. And it's just hard. Yeah. It's a lot of ways. It's hard. I mean, I even feel like having a size 10 foot has like given me like dysmorphia. So that is like, you know, the programming is very real. And so I, I pick up this shoe and I'm like, huh, I'm like, oh, so you're having me go up a little bit in size. And he's like, yeah, you got to make sure, you know, your foot has room to like, your toes have room to spread out. And my body starts shutting down as I start to put my foot into this clown shoe. And I walk around and I'm like, I just, and also mind you, it's a Hoka. It's a Hoka. Oh, so we've yeah. got about so like so a four to five inch sole. Mm-hmm. No, I, I picked it up. It was <laughs> taller than my face. And I'm like, I just don't understand this. I'm like, hmm, I really should be like, it should be this roomy, this roomy. Like he's like, yeah, you, you know, and you shouldn't even, it's not about lacing tighter. It's about lacing higher. So he's basically telling me I need to wear <laughs> two sizes bigger in, in a men's shoe and then just tie the laces up higher. And... <laughs> I'm like, okay, is I'm this like, are there any others that don't really like this? Or is this because your feet I are so distinctly know. poorly Large. shaped and sized? He's like, he's like, I don't actually know if we have shoes that will fit <laughs> those dogs. Are you sure these are human feet? I mean, and like, it's, it actually took everything in me not to kind of cry because it was just yeah. like, I, well, I'm, also, I'm so pr- I was so proud of myself for my running journey, that it, but then to have someone just add another like 10 years of dysmorphia to it. Yeah. That's what I was going to say is you go in with such a positive feeling. Like I have accomplished Mm -hmm. this thing. I'm going to reward myself with a really cute pair of sneakers. This is my new identity. No. Like I can't wait to be on family vacations and be like, oh, you guys are hungover. I'm going to be out on a jog. I'm going for a run. I'm going for a run. Not even a jog. In a sensible just shoe that fits my foot that might be a little bit, you know, longer than average, but that is certainly not a men's 10. And it was just, it was very troublesome for me to experience this. And I said to him, I was like, honestly, I cannot buy any of these. I just need to grapple with the fact that I need to buy a men's size 10, women's size 12. Well, okay. To be fair to you, it sounds like the way they prefer to size shoes is so there's a ton of room in the toe box, right? Yeah, but it was like too wide. It even felt, he was like, he did give me some credit. He was like, you know, your foot's not that wide, but you know, it's pretty long. Oh my God, like, for that. You know, basically. I'm just like... Whatever work I've done with therapy, with, yeah, you know, it's all been undone. more than a body, all it's just completely undone. One hour at the Hoka store. Yeah. Isn't that crazy though? Wouldn't, I mean, would that not send you into a, a tailspin? <laughs> Chandler, it would send me into such a tailspin. I would never be able to recount the tale on the podcast. So yeah. I'm very impressed. Brave. Hashtag brave. I will say we're going to get into like toxic body questions and especially with regard to running. Yeah. Whenever I would ever espouse the virtues of running to mom, remember how she would always say that running makes your face sag? And she was like, I just would never run as oh, a woman. Yeah. She's like, your face only She's gets not... so many bounces. It's <laughs> true. I was like, no, she doesn't. 16. 
Yeah, Lauren, well, it's true. Your face does only get so many bounces. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, it's mom's not pro so... this at all. She's like, it's really hard on your knees and joints. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I'm like, but then you're she'll always follow it up right and to be some like, degree, but, but it's like... the hardest on your face. Right, right, of course. Okay, we also, I need to tell you about the other, the other funny story with mom. Okay. Which is yeah. so good. Well, first of all, mom has told me that if Ben and I get married at the courthouse before we go home in two weeks, we can sleep in the same room. So I think we're going to do it. Okay. Yes. I mean, sleeping together in that double bed in that hot room with bad air conditioning. <laughs> Chandler, that is totally worth foregoing the excitement of a wedding. Right? Of course it is. On the subject of this, mom said, I was, I was talking to her about this. and I'm like, you know, we just got to figure out when we're going to get married to the courthouse so we can, you know have our dwelling when we come home i start laughing talking about this and mom goes there's nothing funny to me about premarital sex oh my gosh it's <laughs> you know what, honestly chandler whoredom is no laughing matter and i'm glad finally mom is the one who's brave enough to say it as a married honest woman i can mm -hmm, absolutely mm -hmm. side with mom here there's nothing funny chandler about living in sin your current lifestyle yeah, I was like, Mom, you just gave us the episode title for tomorrow, so congrats. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is so funny. Anyway, that's what's been happening with me. Can I share with you a conversation that I've been having with Dad? Please. Okay, so uh, our sweet father, I just want to say it is so cute because I feel like Taylor Swift for, you know, since she's been around, she's been uniting mothers and daughters, right? And Absolutely. it's really stunning how her music, mm -hmm. you know, ha is so beloved by people of so many right. ages. And it's really crazy. Like our niece James is a Swifty. Courtney's a Swifty. Mm -hmm. Our mom loves going to the concerts. So Taylor Swift has been uniting women across generations. However, recently she is uniting fathers and daughters. Okay. Because mm. dad texted me about Travis now on the reg. Really? What so did I he wanna, say? I want to share with you some Please. texts I got from dad that I just thought were so cute. Okay. So he okay. texts me. He says, so Travis had a big day today and Taylor was there watching him again. This was uh, at their <laughs> concert over the weekend. Sunday? Mm -hmm. Is this uh, the, at, the, you mean at the game? Yeah, at the game. Excuse me, at the game. And I said, I know. I didn't know he did well. Just knew she was there. Did they win? Question mark. And he says, he sends me a picture of her in the box. It was just so funny. And he says, the lady to her left holding the baby is the quarterback's wife. His name is Patrick Mahomes. Little team lesson. So anyway, he's like telling me all about how things work in football. And I actually thought this was really interesting. And our listeners would like to know this. So okay. while I knew that Travis Kelsey, you know, through all the TikToks is one of the best tight ends in the league. I didn't realize, Chandler, did you know that he's the fifth best player in the entire NFL? No, no. So that's a 1,400 people. He's the fifth best player in the entire NFL. Wow. So I think that that, wow. it was just interesting to have it put into yeah. such context for me because it's like, I didn't know that Travis Kelsey was I, not just like really good. Like he's also he a superstar. Yeah, he's totally a superstar. It's very cute to see dad. Like this is, this really is common ground. This really is reaching across the aisle between our interests and dad's interests. And no. it's, it's very wonderful to see it's, it happen. It's really so sweet. And he's texting me and says, it's funny too, because Travis Kelsey's brother, Jason, they're both NFL players. Jason is rated as 75th in the league or something like that. Point being that they also have a brother, brother podcast and you and Chandler have a sister, sister podcast. Oh, I know. Aww. How cute is that? It's really cute. It's really cute. I know. So anyway, I just thought it was a very sweet exchange. And I'm sure there are many of our listeners who are also suddenly talking to their fathers about football. I feel so bad. I eternally disappointed dad by going to BYU Why? and never going to a single football game, like showing zero interest. I know. It's but honestly anyway, really upsetting. I think me. we both I did still that, right? No, I, w I went to a few football games. Oh, well, okay. I was a little bit more closer to like, you know, regular culture than you That's were. That's true. Can I talk to you about a product that you love, that Courtney loves, and that I love? Please. Early bird CBD gummies are so phenomenal, everyone. They are the perfect 2.5 milligrams of THC and 12.5 milligrams of CBD. So this concoction, it gives you the warmest, gooeyest feeling. They have the magic formula. I love the watermelon flavor. That's my favorite. I also love using them when I know I need to get a good night's sleep and I can sleep in. You guys, we love Early Bird CBD so much. We reached out to them to see if they'd be interested in sponsoring the show because we were like, these <laughs> products, these gummies, 
everyone needs to know about them. We're going to tell them about, about them anyway. So maybe we can get paid to do it. And honestly, we just cannot recommend them enough. We have a link in our show notes. You can go to earlybirdcbd.com. Use code POPAPOLOGIST20 for 20% off. Earlybirdcbd.com. POPAPOLOGIST20 for 20% off. Do yourself a favor. Try the gummies. They ship to all 50 states, everybody. You got to try it. Earlybirdcbd.com. Lauren, the wall behind you, it's quite barren. What's going on there? (laughs) You know what? I find getting things framed to be very stressful. And so I've just never done it. I don't basically have anything framed in my home. And it's sad for me. It's very sad, which is why we are so lucky to be sponsored by Framebridge right now. Yes, I am so excited to correct this wrong in my life. What's so great about Framebridge is for other people also intimidated by a gallery wall, if you go on their website, you can just very quickly, easily upload like five photos or whatever it is, and they will send you different dimensioned, cute frames, beautiful, sleek, modern, so you can just hang your gallery wall and it's good to go. They make it very easy on a layperson like yourself. Everyone, see why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com. Can I just say, when I went to go see the Eras tour movie, which I saw on Friday with uh, our dear friend Kelsey, I want you to know that I, and I told you this, I went into it thinking I might be bored. I was like, I'm a little tired from my flight home. Like, I don't know what this has in store for me. I might fall asleep. And now that is literally like, that's the most blasphemous thing I could have ever said. Because when I tell you it was, I'll say like 50% as good as going to the the concert. For real. Now that's going to overhype it, but just like, uh, okay, maybe a better way to say it is like reliving the concert in a huge way. It was not boring. I loved it. I was sad when it was ending. It was like the concert where I was like, oh, is this going to be so long? And then you get three quarters of the way through and you're like, oh, wait, I don't want this to be over yet. And what was so amazing was like the theater energy had the same concert energy, at least for us. Like were there you were standing up and friendship dancing? bracelets. Yes. Standing up and dancing. There were little girls dancing in the front of the theater with their moms. Like it was just amazing okay so i've been so torn over this and i've not been to the air store yet i've been going through it i've been really wrestling with this decision do i go to the era's tour the film before i go see the show this summer right and you vote go do it enjoy it i don't think that this is going to to make your concert experience less amazing really okay like maybe I'll know which parts I'm looking forward to the most and actually be excited. Yeah. About. And the other thing, I think Kelsey and I were talking about this. I think she'll probably change a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Not a bunch, but I think she'll like mix it up. I think she'll do new songs. Maybe the costuming will shift. Actually, I hope to God some of the costuming shifts. <laughs> and what was really fun is that when you're seeing it, you know, in high def or whatever at the AMC, like you're really seeing her super up close versus like seeing her up close on like a jumbotron, mm-hmm. you know, what feels like a mile away, which like, it was just, it was very cool to see her in like high def. So, so close. I also will be going alone. That's like the other part of it. That just feels like kind of weird. Mm. Are any of your friends out there Swifties? No, or no, none of them are Swifties. Wait, I wonder if it'll be out when you possibly come to New York in November. Cause you should just go in New York. Oh, that's a, that's a good point. Yeah. I'm not sure. Okay. Well, thank Something you. To consider. Thank you for the endorse- endorsement yeah. for the show. Okay. What else is going on Chandler? I feel like there's just so much celebrity news that we must debrief on I together. Know. Um, I know. There's a lot. I think first we should get into Mauricio Omansky and the rumors, not for yeah. the rumors, the photos that have, you know, hit the pages of TMZ exploding yep. across yep. the surface of celebrity gossip websites all over the internet. Apparently he and his dancing with the stars, counterpart are ensconced have been caught all over each other ensconced i don't want to say ensconced because that just that feels like too reverent of a term but they are they're hooking up they were pictured holding hands everyone it's a grainy faraway photo but apparently someone wrote into dumois and they said that they were at somewhere and mauricio and the girl were there and they were all over each other we're such bad reporters what's this girl's name no clue i mean does anybody care who cares she's the blonde dancing with the stars counterpart she's 34 anyway i mean someone was at this party and mauricio and this girl were all over each other and also the craziest part was it was in front of alexia and the other and the other oldest daughter daughter yeah yeah here's what i'm gonna say like of course they're hooking up of course i mean it's just like it's like i'm with you i don't of course 
I just feel like going on Dancing with the Stars, sorry to interrupt, but it's just like the energy there. If you're remotely attracted to each other and every day for like eight hours, you are like body to body. That's going to be tough, especially if your wife is banging a 28-year-old country star. We've all seen Center Stage. I mean, Center Stage, Chandler, we've all been sexually awakened during Center Stage. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. When that Boys to Men song comes on and that guy does the splits on the bed on the on the stage, I knew what my, you know, my feelings as a woman would be someday. <laughs> Sorry, I'm so sexual today, everyone. Yeah, you're honestly, you came to this recording f***ed up. I want to say that something that I saw on, I think it was Face Reality 16, one of the accounts I love to follow. Yeah. She pointed out that Dorit has not really been posting a lot with PK. PK, I can't even do an impression of her. And she's kind of putting it out there that maybe there's trouble in the water. She said that I think there was like a pretty lukewarm Father's Day post. They haven't done a couple's post in a while, which then leads me to think potentially down the road, what would be hotter than Dorit and Mauricio? I mean, I just want to say that for the record, the Richards family staying together, this family being an eternal family, is one of my They're not, most important it's break, life goals. It and it's Let it devastating go. for me. And but honestly, yeah. Mauricio and Dorit, yeah. Hot as fuck. And I'm so here for that Extremely on the Holly Hills. So I know. here for that. I think what's made me lose faith in the sanctity of their marriage is just how much they've been playing the PR game with it. That's what makes me feel like it's like if you're willing to literally like have the dissolution of your 26 year marriage be a PR stunt for your reality TV show. Why did I even believe in it in the first place? Honestly, Chandler, it's what mom always said. Trading your diamonds for sandcastles. Pearls before swine. Yeah. I mean, you know how this goes. We've read the Bible. We, this story, Chandler, it's an ancient tale, okay, that we all know how this ends. (laughs) Okay. I feel like someone could also just like chime in for like literally the last 15 seconds and they would think we're like a Christian podcast. (laughs) You know what? We know how this story goes. We've read the Bible. At this point, when I see all these godless people breaking up, I'm about to reconvert back (laughs) to Christianity. Like for real. Well, I mean, when I saw the Joshua Jackson and Jodie Turner Smith, maybe one of the hottest couples to ever exist of all time we're getting a divorce like it's just I don't know why I even act surprised anymore no desperate times and you know what Chandler this is this is one of my favorite quotes it's hard times make strong men strong men make great times great times make weak men weak men make hard times so right now what is this mantra? I've literally never heard that before. Okay, it's like the cycles of civilizations, right? And basically the idea mm-hmm. is like if you have more hard hard times make strong men, soldiers yeah. who will stand up, who will fight and who will build civilization, right? Because things are sure. bleak. Like you're yeah. oppressed. You got to yeah. figure this shit out. You got to get free, okay? Right. But Right. Good times make strong wing- men. Strong? Yeah. W- hard times make strong men. Okay? Yeah. Strong men yeah. make good times. Yeah. Good times right, make right. weak men. Weak men like yeah. the two of us. Okay. We podcast for a living. Yeah. Weak I was just men- say, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> when you said good times, I was like, oh, partying. Like, yeah, let's have a blast. Yeah. Like, woo. Suddenly, doesn't matter. You know, as long as you can, you know, keep it, yeah. keep it groovy. Who cares what freedoms Thank are taken you. away, Chandler? Who cares what's really going on? It's like, as long as you can keep going to I don't Starbucks, even... you know, who cares what nuclear weapons are being created? Thank you, Lauren. I don't even need to read the book Sapiens anymore because <laughs> I just heard that. I think I get it now. Okay. So then guess what happens, Chandler, though? When you have what? hard times that are created by the weak men like yeah. us, suddenly you have to have yeah. strong men to create the good times again. Okay. And we're in this cycle, everyone. We're in a and cycle. Can you name one strong man? Name <sighs> one for a dollar. Uh, you know what? I'm going <laughs> to, I'm absolutely going to come, come at you. Ryan Gosling, I think is a strong man. And I think that Ryan Gosling. Whoa. Could be. Okay. The savior of the world. I think he could be what Mauricio Mansky did for women everywhere. Women watching Beverly Hills in terms of, you yeah. know, saying a, what we thought would be a faithful family partner, family man um, yeah. who treasured his family and also was a dreamboat. So Mauricio has fallen. Sure. Fallen into the arms of this 34-year-old blonde. And mm-hmm. I think that now potentially Ryan Gosling could be filling his slot. I mean, Ryan Gosling 
Tell me why. And I'm Eva like, Mendes? I mean, not that I don't believe you. I mean, I love them together, but like, why now? Why is he the, the strongest man? <laughs> I don't actually think Ryan Gosling is like the strongest best I'm man. like, it's just like, for someone who hated the Barbie movie, it's just like coming out of nowhere. I know. I guess if I'm, <laughs> I need to backtrack a little bit. I need to come back at you about is this because he's married to like a woman who's like a little bit older than him. I need to come back at you for is this who's all tr- based on that. Other than our father, I need to come back at you with who's a truly like a strong man. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Take, take all the time you need, but you didn't earn that dollar for the record, <laughs> but yeah, I will say about Ryan Gosling. I love the fact that he could have been a total player. He could have gone such in the Leonardo way. I mean, he was the it guy. He still is yeah. like yeah. such catnip for, women right. everywhere and he fully married catnip i hate you why are you he's catnip <laughs> what is that even so gross i hate that expression i'm watching too much Ew, golden like bachelor like, oh i find it very heartening t- that he did wow. marry someone who i think she is like quite a bit older than him and seems to be a loving family man loyal family man yeah I think Keanu Reeves is kind of the same way. Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves could be helping us continue to have good times. I think, honestly, if if Keanu Reeves, if stuff comes to light about him, I think I might just have to quit pop culture in general. No, there are are certain people in this world that if they fall... I'm I'm not going to continue on this planet because all faith will be lost. All faith. And there's no point in moving forward or going forward. But yeah, let's... Let's move on. Okay, let's move on. And can I tell you why I was thinking about Ryan Gosling? Please tell me. Because I've never really gotten over the fact that he didn't get together with Rachel McAdams for good. I think that I the Ugh, notebook was so important to all of us. Right. And the mm-hmm. fact that, yeah, that kiss at the MTV Music Awards really like... It's like the only reason why Maroon 5 should ever have existed is for that moment. One million that song that's playing at percent, you know. That's a fallen man, by the way. Um, weak man. Another fallen man. Th- that would be a fallen man. Anyway, no. So Britney <laughs> Spears Chandler, did you know she tried out for The Office? Um, the Office, The Notebook? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she tried out to be Angela from The Office. <laughs> but she got denied. Honestly, stranger things have happened. Okay, so yes. I was shooketh. Yes. I was sh- shooketh Chandler because I, her audition mm-hmm. has been going around Instagram. I'm sure everyone's seen it. Yeah. Her audition yep, was yep. like very, very good. Like her acting chops were there. Like I was convinced. I was so shocked. I've seen the Lucky Music video. The acting chops are there. <laughs> We've actually reenacted <laughs> the Lucky Music video together. We did that's so wow. Cute. We, we, I feel like Mom was gone doing errands or something. We had like the house to ourselves, and so we reenacted the entire Lucky <laughs> Music video. <laughs> we were one time we were staying in Utah with family, and anyway, not Utah with family. We were visiting family, and we were I think we were at like a Marriott residence in with our family yeah and you and i fully yeah. like reenacted the entire lucky music video i think one of the most embarrassing parts I mean, about it is i was like 16 <laughs> <laughs> anyway. honestly this is what children used to do before screens yeah exactly yeah. so getting back to ryan gosling and why i was thinking yeah about him. so yeah so i was amazed to see that britney tried out for the notebook and she was actually a great actress and everyone's talking about Britney right now. Everyone, you know, her memoir came out yeah. today. We're recording on Tuesday, October 24th. Mm-hmm. Memoir was dropped. I have it downloaded to my Kindle. I'm so excited to read. I have the audiobook downloaded as well. I'm going to listen to it. Okay, so we will excited. be reporting back. Like, be talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. But I want to read you an excerpt, Chandler, about a very different star, okay? But another... <sighs> I have a feeling it rhymes with Schmush and Schmimmerlake. <laughs> yes, Chandler. Another child it's like- in the Disney club whatever that was called. What can I just say? The clubhouse. I wake up every day with nine out of 10 rage for Justin Timberlake and seeing another reckoning with this fallen man is it's, it's honestly, I think it's bringing me somehow it's very validating to see, you know, more things come out about how terrible he is, but it's also, I just, I don't know. I would like him to retire to an Island and I would like to never hear from him ever again. So weak man, for sure. Weak man, Justin Timberlake, weak man. Hot take before we even get into this excerpt. Justin Timberlake has actually okay. never been objectively hot. Like I always right. never found him to no, be hot. Never. Mm-mm, I've always same. been too shallow to be into Justin Timberlake. Anyway, just right. want to point that out for everyone. And now we can all admit it. Anyway, so Chandler, this is the excerpt of the memoir. It's really brief. This is what she says. Okay. 
Okay. So in okay. one of the most harrowing sequences, she talks about having a medical abortion during her relationship with Justin Timberlake. The pill she had been prescribed left her in agony, but the couple were too scared to visit a hospital in case the news leaked. For hours, Spears was curled up, sobbing and screaming in pain on the bathroom mm. floor. Still, Ugh. they didn't take me to the hospital, she says. Instead, Timberlake thought music would help. So he got his guitar and laid there with me and <gasps> it. Oh, if we thought the abortion was the worst part, it's having Justin Timberlake strumming his guitar next to you in lieu of medical attention. He's the worst. He is a, you know, he should be classically studied as the worst man of all time. I need someone to come to my home to open my computer and teach me how to log on to the dark web so I can hire a hitman against (laughs) Justin Timberlake. I will fly you to Puerto Rico if you'll do this for me. I mean... We're we're laughing about this. Not only is the how old was she at the time? This is such a horrendous she, thing. I think to she had was like to happen. She was super young. Nineteen. She was young. Didn't she 20? like lose her virginity to him? Like no, like I, she lost her virginity at fourteen. So definitely not to Justin. Right. Okay. Yeah. You're right. You're right. It's horrendous. It's so awful. And then the fact that you don't even feel like you can go to a hospital because of the press, or I don't know if that was like her handlers or whoever you know was like supervising you know or just like was hanging out with them as like her guardians or whatever not that she was under conservatorship then but just like you know i wonder if, her, if the people in her inner circle were like sorry yeah you, you can't go to a hospital like that just I mean, feels so backwards to me that they weren't able to do it yeah she's sobbing and screaming on yeah. the bathroom floor no, and terrible. they still didn't take her to a hospital so it sounds like yeah right. she was basically denied medical treatment and instead right. she was you know serenaded with an acoustic performance Ugh. by justin timberlake which sounds like the stuff I of mean, nightmares to me yeah, I will say I still kind of ride for this, I promise you, but I'm going to have to revisit that another time. Yeah, you're going to have to work that out with your therapist. We are excited to read the Britney memoir, everyone. Maybe next week we can do a full debrief on it if we finished it. Yeah. Yes. Or at least some of our favorite, you know, most juicy parts. But I think Chandler, we need to depart from the Disney Clubhouse and move on to mm-hmm. the, you know, Metropolitan Center that you're currently residing in New York because Roni mm-hmm. Reunion Part 1, okay, this Ugh. dropped. It was good. It was Okay, I've seen like moderate tepid responses, but I agree with you. It was mm-hmm. very good. I loved it. I didn't I I didn't actually see any of the responses, but I I loved it. I thought it was juicy. I thought that it didn't feel super produced, I guess. So I really liked it. I also will say that even though, to be honest, I feel like they were fighting about nothing, there's something about all these women that I still find interesting and I want to watch. And I think it's very clear that tensions have even, you know, intensified post-wrapping the show. Oh, for you know? sure. Like Aaron and Sai are like not on good terms, it seems like. Well, before we get to the drama, can I just say that yeah, okay. I really felt like when I was looking at the cast, I was like, okay, this is what an actually younger cast in New York, this is what a reunion looks mm-hmm. like. They looked good. Yes. They looked great. I searched for so long to find Jenna Lyons shoes. I actually, I found what they were. I just, they were like out of stock everywhere, but yeah. I, her shoes, I'm not even like a heel person, but I was like, oh my gosh, I need those heels. So good. I mean, so good. everyone looked amazing. I, yeah, I'm just, I'm so into this cast. Uba's dress was absolutely breathtaking. She looked phenomenal. Sai, I thought she looked gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, this is a, an extremely beautiful cast. Completely everybody like is so interesting and, and they're all beautiful to look at. They are beautiful to look at. I also think Chandler that it's fun that they have kind of better style. Like it seems like their hair looks so much better than others other franchises like i love that jenna wore jeans i thought that the jeans first of all Mm -hmm. i'm not that jake invented jeans but obviously jeans were a huge part of the looks that were popular when jenna was there and so i thought it was so great that jenna fucking lions wore like a collared shirt a a blazer a very kind of j crew she's everything she's everything she's leaning into the character i liked it right right i didn't love aaron's look only because i just felt like it was a little too casual like it was a little too, mm. you know, just the like dress. Lung, lunch it. at Bergdorf's. To me, she's just very like classic. Not even like she's just, she doesn't, I don't think she's like has amazing style. Like she doesn't really do anything super interesting with her style. She looks hot. Like she looks beautiful. And, but like in terms of like really like 
bringing the fashion. She doesn't do that for me. I 100% am with you. Lauren, as we made our descent into New York, you know, from our beloved Guana Island trip, mm. I got excited thinking about coming home to like my more simple routine food, like my mm. Clean Simple Eats protein powder. Yeah, I feel like it's such a good staple because the protein powder, if you blend it with ice and water, you got vanilla frosty, essentially, if you like the Simply Vanilla. If you get chocolate brownie powder, you've got a chocolate frosty. You could do the mint chocolate chip, you got a thin mint frosty, or you just dissolve it in milk or water, and that also strangely tastes really good like chocolate milk it's a super fast easy quick snack also i just love that the ingredients are clean they're grass-fed it's 20 grams of protein for 110 calories it's just the best protein powder out there everyone go to cleansimbleeats.com and use the promo code pop apologist for 10 percent off that's pop apologist for 10 percent off cleansimbleeats.com pop apologist for 10 percent off Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, but let's get into the drama now. So what's so interesting to me is that when the finale aired, Aaron and Cy were fully on the same team. Mm -hmm. They were, you know, the kind of dynamic duo causing trouble and people were really anti them. And what I think is like so interesting to watch is basically it's not that Aaron and Cy kind of teamed up to be bitches to the other cast members. In my opinion, it's kind of like they just kind of are bitches and right right what's been revealed since the show aired is that the kind of sort of that has turned on each other as well yes yes yeah i think i think that's a really smart observation uh i think that you said this like episodes ago when we were chatting off them but i think they thought they came across as just kind of like quippy direct like unapologetic women that's what they probably thought they were, you know, coming across as, but really they looked like mean girls. Mm-hmm. And I do. Yeah. I bet. I feel like now they're trying to tear each other down to not seem like, I don't know. They're not in cahoots because it's just like, it's such a bad look. See, I think that, well, first of all, Sai is so clearly someone with a major temper issue and like rage issues, even in the way that she gets so angry with Jussel for the, what I don't even think was a lie, but basically like the flight thing with Vietnam. Right. I think that when she heard Aaron on a podcast being hyperbolic, basically lying, saying that, you know, she came up to her house and was a bitch about the fact that there was only cheese there. I think that's clearly sent Cy into an episode of white hot rage that has not dissipated, um, at least at the reunion. It had not at that point. And yeah, I think that it was very interesting to kind of see them get a taste of each other's medicine. It's interesting because, you know, Cy always was mad at Jessel for honestly not having a like a tough enough upbringing or just, you know, basically always asking Jessel to be vulnerable and, you know, her stories weren't vulnerable enough. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, it's a little bit hypocritical because she never got upset with Aaron for basically, you know, like Aaron was like born and raised in Manhattan. Like her mom sold Lincoln center. Like Aaron had like a cushier upbringing, but Cy never called that out. I think, which I think is interesting. I think that I think Aaron has always been pretty upfront about the fact that she uh, has had a very cush existence. I think that what Cy wanted was Jessel to kind of be upfront about that as well and not right, try right, yeah. to play the victim at all. Cy just like strikes me as someone with a huge chip on her shoulder. Obviously, she's she had a really tough upbringing, and that like you know that's there's baggage there. I think that she also is one of those people who is really mean and then just says, oh, I'm just direct, which I think is always total bullshit. Well, okay. So I want to get to the actual really dark stuff of this episode, because I would say that during the season airing, we all saw as viewers, as Aaron and Cy very much insinuated that Pavit was going to Vietnam to engage in sex tourism. Right, right. That was right. very much what the message was, at least especially from Aaron. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Cy was definitely throwing shade, major shade on it as well. And I think that during the show, you know, Jessel just kind of showed up at things, didn't know that conversation. She didn't really see how much that conversation was happening. And so right, I could right. really see the pain in her eyes um, when mm-hmm. she confronted them and at how yes. she had been treated and how her marriage had been characterized. And it right. really broke my heart for her. 
I completely feel the same way. I think that it was really gross of them to jump to those conclusions. Mm -hmm. And I think it's been very satisfying to see how like beloved nerdy Povet is now. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, then Andy has that moment where he asked Jessel, you know, are you, he says basically something to the effect of like, are you upset that that kind of became your storyline or something about, you know, their lack of a sex life. And she was like, I think she just handled it so perfectly. And honestly, like she said, no, I'm glad we talked about it because I wanted people to know that that happens. And after you go through four years of IVF, you know, like things can happen. And I, there was such like intense vulnerability that I, it, it honestly, like, I kind of think I rolled my eyes to it. The storyline at the, at the very beginning of the season, Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, here we go. Classic. And cheap and now i'm like oh my gosh no it's so important that she talks about that and i i don't know i was like self-critical in that moment because i'm like i just i'm glad she's she talked about it and it it was it's so um important sorry i feel like i'm rambling no i just i completely agree and i think that after the season i would so much rather be with nerdy povet than gross abe abe is I a hundred percent agree. I am so obsessed with Povet's unassuming energy. Also, the scene yes. that they flashed to that Genesa was her favorite of the season, which I do think is like top yes. three moments, is when <laughs> she's talking about like applying to this preschool or kindergarten, and yes. she's like, "Are you part of anything except the fried chicken committee? You know that we can put on this resume?" And he's like, "You mean the the Street Food Association of New York City?" It's so funny. Yes. So also like, do you watch the reel of him doing his like his Yes. Food tour or like also I loved his little housewives jokes. Like he just I don't know, he's he's like a little lamb. There's just I, I really like him. So there's something so odious to me about men who are kind of trying to prove something like I think that have Mm -hmm. like this kind of like big dick energy in terms of like yes you know trying to seem so wealthy and so powerful and like there's just kind of something where like if you have it you have it like understated confidence is so hot to me and I feel like Povet Mm -hmm. is one of those types where he has nothing to prove to people whereas like and I don't not like worried about it no anyway I think he's so endearing but the other thing I really want to touch on that I feel like people aren't discussing mm-hmm. is I feel yeah. like they weren't just insinuating that Povet was cheating on her they were like insinuating like when you say going to a Southeast Asian country for sex mm-hmm. tourism mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like that's mm-hmm. insinuating something that that's could a- be potentially like a crime against humanity like so vile yes. so perverse yes yes it's a much more dangerous like an an incendiary and and honestly like darker claim than someone cheating on you than being cheated on i mean the reason people go to both are awful do sex tourism in other countries is because there are things that are illegal here that in other countries right right maybe even if it is illegal it's less regulated you're much less likely to get in trouble i don't know Mm -hmm. but it's just like i found the insinuation of that to be evil um and so wrong yes so. Absolutely. I'm excited to see next season. I hope Jenna Lyon stays on for another season. I feel like she has to. Like, she's so beloved. It's just, you know, will she? I don't know if she will, Chan. I know. Do you feel like she won't? Well, I think she seemed so pained to be there, especially when they were having that stupid yeah. fight over the cheese and she's in the middle of it. She just looked like she wanted to, like, have a trap door pulled from underneath her um, right, and just right, exit the right. universe, exit the solar system. Yeah. And so yeah. I don't know if we'll see Jenna come back. If she doesn't stay, I hope we get something else from her. I hope we get another either, like, reality TV or a clothing line or, you know, something, something. else. The other thing I will say is that on the Maroni is just that I felt like Uba really brought it. Like I loved the way mm-hmm. she, she was like, this cheese fight is boring. Let's talk about the fact that neither of you wanted Jenna on the right. show. Like it yes, was just yes. so good. She did not come to like mess around. I mean, did she say, is it real about Aaron's yes. or something? Yes. That was crazy. That, that was, was like crazy. That was messy. It was, that was crazy. And I, and I, you know what? I appreciated that because guess what? Like the cheese fight was boring. She was right, there right. to make this a good, juicy reunion. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I'm yeah. so happy for her that apparently this guy is like hot and amazing and is, is obsessed with her. So I know. I'm an Uba fan. I think Jessel said this. I can't remember, but she said like he looks at Uba like she's a work of art in a museum. And I like about die. Well, she literally is. Like she's so I mean, she stunning. Does, yeah. And that's what she absolutely right. deserves. So I'm so happy right. for her. 
Okay, what else, Chandler? What else this this week beyond? Is there anything else on the reunion you want to touch on, or should we skedaddle off this? One little thing, I feel like Andy's makeup was so berserk. Maybe it's the coloring on my TV. Did you notice that at all? I feel like his face was orange, but his part was like skin color and like normal. I did. You, did, did, did you notice? I this? did not. No, that's a good note though. I just like they always put such heavy makeup on him. And it's really I feel like they gotta, like, gotta remember to put it on his part too. Yeah. We went yeah. to watch what happens live with Heather Gay. We were in the back room and yeah, it, like the makeup is so intense in person. But you know, right, it's so true right. though, honestly, like makeup for it to actually get picked up by the cameras with all the lights and stuff, you really have to mm-hmm. have exaggerated makeup. Right. Okay. Should we move on to keeping up with or the Kardashians? Yes. Let's move on. Okay. So. You guys, this was a riveting episode of the Kardashians. Chris and Chloe, they did a little matchmaking session for Scott. We're out of Calabasas, Cochino, Toscana or whatever. They held a little speed dating session where they met like mm-hmm, 20 girls mm-hmm. to interview to date Scott. I will say it was a very contrived manufactured scene clearly for the show in a way to involve Scott, of course. get him a paycheck yeah. or whatever. But there's something about the Kardashians this season that's still fun for, to watch. Like, even if it's kind of dumb, I am finding the yeah. production value of this show of the Kardashians versus keeping up and yep. the peak at the wealth levels, the peak at the PJ, right. the peak of the real lives they're living. Yeah. It's good TV. I have been loving seeing like the Tristan and Chloe behind the scenes. I love that she's not really denying that they're kind of still hooking up. Well, at least, you know, it's not platonic necessarily completely. The entire show, in my opinion, this season has been them setting up Chloe to get back with Tristan. Right, right. There's so much flattery of Tristan coming from Kim, coming from Chris. Mm -hmm. It is so bizarre to me how Chris, as a mother, they ha- the end of the show, there's a conversation between Chris and Chloe. And Chris mm-hmm. says to Chloe, yeah. like, how are you going to feel if he moves on? And then she, they cut to her confessional. And she's like, you know, I just feel like I'm nervous that Chris is going to move on. And Chloe's going to think, why didn't I give it like one more shot at monogamy with him? Mm-hmm. And right. I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? No, I know. I this know. This guy has cheated so many times. I mean. So many times. He's like the baby daddy of so many he's- kids. If the writing is not on the roll now, like I don't know what what blinders Chris Jenner needs to take off. I think it's a really big bummer because he seems to be a, like a very nice person who is really not capable of growing up and being like a monogamous adult. Like he's he's shown repeatedly that he cannot help himself. And I feel like you can almost see that in the scenes. Like we've talked about this before. It's like, you know, the elevator doesn't totally go to the top, but like he he just seems stunted in some mm-hmm. way yeah where he's like a little too cheesy with chris like he's he tries a little too hard and it's just kind of it's just, it's just a little bit weird to me it doesn't sit right no i mean and it's just like the old aphorism or the old saying you know fool me once shame on you fool me twice shame on me right, fool me like right. cheat on me a hundred different times i mean like this also, is done this needs to be done chloe if chloe i know you're listening if chloe gets back together with him and she knows this. I, I I really like Chloe. I really, really like her. But she is signing herself up for a life of looking over her shoulder. Of he gets in the shower, you're going to check his texts. Like, that is what her reality will be. Yeah, absolutely. What did you think about Kim soccer mom trip? I mean, I could not care less about soccer. But what I did find interesting about that part of the scene. So Kim, with her lifelong friends and their kids, she takes a trip to England and to Paris to take her kids to take Saint to two Arsenal games and they go to London and then to Paris. It's just so wild to see them fly on this crazy Gulf stream. I know. Customized Gulf stream. And then they rent out an entire floor of a hotel. They Mm -hmm. can you imagine being a child and that's your reality. Like you go to see a professional soccer game and you go to a box and meet the players and that's just like your everyday reality. When they were all on the PJ, I was kind of like, okay, well, who gets to like sleep in the bed? Or does everyone else like sleep in the chairs? Also, another thought I had was, do the other moms pay for anything? Do they like, oh, we'll pick up the tab at this dinner? Like, or is it just completely paid for? It's a great question. Well, I think with the PJ, for sure, Kim sleeps in the bed. But I think the way those chairs work is that they all turn into beds. Right. Okay. Yeah. So what my question was on the PJ was, so let's say you're in this like very cush bed. 
Mm-hmm. What happens if there's like really bad turbulence? turbulence. Like people yeah, get really yeah. hurt during unexpected turbulence. I guess right, my question right. was more like, I wonder if there's like seatbelts or something on the bed. Uh, yeah. Should I Google it right now? Any truly rich people listening to the show who have slept in a bed on a plane, sure. an actual bed and know if there's seatbelts or know what the pro- protocol is, we would love to hear from you. Let's see. Because what I'm thinking about is like having only flown business a handful of times do they ever have a situation where they wake up the whole plane to put their seatbelts on? Right. Anyway, left with more questions than answers right now. I feel like they couldn't probably sleep in it during takeoff or landing. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if they got woken up. Did you see that? Also, that off-duty pilot who, like, tried to shut down that plane. Did you see that? Um, No. Okay. There was a flight going from Seattle, I think, to L.A. Or San Francisco. I can't remember. From, like, Seattle to California. And... They had an off-duty Alaska pilot who was in the jump seat, which is right behind the pilot and the co-pilot. It's like it's a seat that really only airline employees can use if they're like on standby or they want to grab a flight. Basically, it's called the jump seat. So you are in the cockpit and he pulled the fire extinguisher on the engines or something that basically shuts down engine power. Wait, and he had to be like restrained by the crew members. Yeah. Did this just happen? This happened like so. Yesterday. He had like a death wish and wanted to bring down people with him. Yes, he got charged with like eighty counts of attempted murder. So he tried to cut the engines on an Alaska flight. So an, an airline spokeswoman said that the off-duty pilot tried to deploy the plane's fire suppression system, which includes handles that, when pulled, close valves on the wings, shutting off fuel to the engines. If they are pulled, some residual fuel remains in the line, and the reaction. The quick reaction of our crew to reset the handles restored fuel flow and prevented fuel starvation. They don't they don't say exactly how it happened, but basically the crew like were, was able to restrain him and then he was like arrested. And I, I always am like so curious, like, do they have zip ties? Right. Was there an, an air marshal or whatever? Like, I would love actually, this is a great question. If any of you are flight attendants or are in, you know, in the aviation industry, what are like the protocols with stuff like that? And is are people trained to like restrain somebody? I don't know. I think it would be so interesting if anyone is like a pilot or just has, I think it'd be so cool to do like an all things airplanes episode, honestly, where we ask about all this kind of stuff. <laughs> but anyway, okay. All things aviation. Right. Sorry to use a sexier yeah. word. We need to go. You guys, can I just say, we love you so much for listening. The fact that anyone you. downloads this podcast and listens is a miracle. If you love the show please share it share it on your stories share with a friend Mm -hmm. get the word out there help these bitches see the light of day if you don't mind please please we love you all thank you for listening we'll see you on patreon on friday okay sounds good bye bye that's all for now folks Don't forget, give us a five-star review. Hit us up on Instagram at Pahapologists, and we will see you next week, live every Wednesday. Bye.